Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, Headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different, and this is the Millfield Way. Hello and welcome to this Millfield Way podcast, in conversation with Joe Morgan Hughes. My name is Matt Davidson, and I'm delighted to be joined by the Director of Sport at Millfield Prep School, Joe Morgan Hughes. So Joe, how are you? Hi Matt, uh, good to chat, and I'm well, thank you. Okay, so before we get into your kind of career into teaching, let's talk about where your love for sport actually came from. So maybe sports you played when you were younger or... Um, I came from a sporty family. I've got two brothers, one older, one younger. So I played a lot of sport with them. Uh, my mum and dad are still uh, very sporty. They're into their 80s now, but they still play tennis, golf. Dad still sails. Um, and I was lucky. I went to a really sporty school, a place called uh, Gresham's in North Norfolk. So similar to Millfield, but uh, yeah, so I had a lot of sport when I was younger. And what, what was your, your favourite sport? Um, probably my favourite sport would be uh, windsurfing or, or surfing. Um, in terms of watching, uh, probably love watching cricket. I'm getting very excited about the Ashes coming up. Um, and in terms of coaching, I like teaching all sports really. Uh, hockey, cricket, cricket with the girls is great. But I love the uh, PE role of the job. So teaching gymnastics, swimming, squash. So the variety is good. So, so a bit of everything then. So, That's right. Yes. Do you say windsurfing would be number one? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, is, no, it's been a is passion. that because you did you used to do that when you were younger and um, carried on or? No, I got into it uh, when I was about fourteen, fifteen with my dad in Spain, and then um, I came back to it more recently, probably about twenty years ago. But uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so I windsurf a lot. Oh, nice. Um, and what is kind of the highest level that you've played sport to? Because you maybe mentioned what sport it is. And um, As a youngster, I was probably a, a sort of a, a sporty all-rounder. I played uh, some county squash as a youngster. Uh, I managed to get under-19 county cricket. It was called Young Amateurs in those days. Uh, but hockey has always been my strongest sport. Um, I played at divisional level, combined university teams. I've also captained and coached in the uh, National League, in the Premier National League. Um, so I played with or against most of the internationals of my era. Um, and I was also picked to play in a National League 11 in an international tournament in Barcelona a few years ago now. Um, so you mentioned you had two brothers as well. So how, how kind of competitive was that family when you were growing up? Um, was it a lot of sport? And It's, it's interesting. My older brother wasn't really that sporty, but subsequently... Uh, he's become an international in um, the age group triathlon. Uh, he's, a, he's a consultant uh, anaesthetist up in uh, Sheffield. And my younger brother, like me, played all the, the team sports, you know, rugby, hockey, cricket, etc. Um, so, so who was your kind of sporting icon when you were growing up? Was there any inspirational kind of hero um, that you had? So hockey, it was quite a special time um, when I was younger. They, uh, there was a very strong GB side. They won the, uh, the Olympics in 1988 and so probably I should say that Sean Curley who's the top scorer should be my hero but I'm afraid I'm going to go with a guy called uh, Robbie Nash who was a, a pioneer windsurfing professional back in the 80s. Oh, I wasn't good I wasn't sure if you were gonna you're gonna name drop a windsurfing professional but you managed you I managed, managed, I managed to find one. Very impressive. Um, so kind of your background into teaching so so how did you get into that role of kind of becoming a teacher and 
and looking um, into education as a career? Uh, so I, I read uh, physical education uh, at Warwick University um, and at the same time I uh, completed my teacher training um, and when I left there I, uh, I was appointed at Bristol University where I worked for three years so I coached the men's hockey teams there, I ran the gym and uh, completed a research degree looking at the benefits of sport for young people. So, so you, was it Warwick University you went to? Yes. So kind of what, what was your what was your time like when you were at, at uni? Uh, it was brilliant. It was a four year course. Um, so a typical Tuesday morning was your practical. So that would be a bit of trampolining, maybe a swim session, yeah. um, and then the lectures were often in education. Or uh, I also did some maths, but don't tell the head that. <laughs> the secret would be safe with me. Um, so you're now director of sport at Millfield Pratt. How long have you been at Milford? Milford uh, so I joined in 94 and I took over as uh, director of sport in around about 2000. Okay. Um, I'd actually got an exchange lined up to go to Australia and my uh, predecessor left. And so the head of the time basically gave me a choice of uh, doing the exchange and going to Australia for a year or taking over as director of sport. Wow, and, so uh, what, what could have been? You exactly. could have been windsurfing <laughs> in, in Australia. In Australia. Could, have, could have been. Um, and so 2000, you said you became... Yes. So how, yeah. how, has, that, how has that been, 20, 23 years? Uh, it's, it's been brilliant fun. It's, it's flown by. We've seen a lot of changes. Lots of new departments have, have come into the school. Um, we've grown closer to the senior school, really. Um, it's definitely got busier. Um, but I think it's really developed uh, for, the, for the better. So... Um, you must be one of the most kind of long-serving teachers at, at the school. Is there anyone that was kind of with you when you started or even at the senior school? Uh, there's uh, Mr Brimacombe over at the senior school who's a fantastic sportsman, economics teacher. So he was a great rugby coach, cricket player. He actually scored 100 for the senior school staff against the prep school staff. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, and he, did he start kind of the same time? I think, as... I think he was there a couple of years before me. So, okay. So he still has the edge. Okay. Um, and do you have kind of philosophy in terms of how you teach and how, how you look to and kind of... Um, I, I try to uh, follow the school values and I really buy into the, uh, uh, the idea that we're looking to find a strength in everybody. And I think that's the great thing about Millfield, that the breadth of sporting opportunity is so huge. There really is something for everybody. And also, hopefully, we get the idea across that everybody matters. Yeah. So I love the Wednesdays and Saturday afternoons when it's manic, really busy. You've got the sailors going out, people going off climbing, everybody trying to dash through lunch to get off to your team sports and things. So, so it's brilliant. And you mentioned before, kind of a lot of things changed. A lot of departments have opened up, and there's new kind of coaches. And from yes. when you first started, yeah. is that quite nice for you to now see that these children have got so many opportunities? I think I think the nice thing is that you you see that we're looking after everybody. When I when I joined, we probably used to run an under thirteen A team, an under thirteen B team that'd be called the seconds, probably an under eleven team, and that would be just about it. Mm. Uh, whereas now we're running sixteen teams in most most major sports, and everybody gets the chance to play if they want to. So, yeah, it's great. Is that, is that something you're quite proud of that you've kind of been oh. here and seen both sides of um, it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I've been very lucky to be part of that journey. Yeah. And, and also the introduction of specialist areas. So the swimming programme has grown massively. It was already very successful. I mean, Helen obviously is an outstanding coach. Um, but then we're lucky that the equestrian area has developed. Um, Ian Vibert's come in to start running the golf. Um, the tennis department's massively grown with Sarah. So there are all these different specialist areas now that, that operate out of the school and find 
you know, extra strengths. Yeah, well, that, that tees up quite nicely for my next question. I was going to say, kind of, who do you work alongside in the sports department? You've you mentioned a, kind of a few sports there, but there is so many opportunities, yeah. isn't there, that you could you get. Yeah. I know we've not got much time, but if you could kind of summarise kind of how much sport there is. Um, I mean, we've got seven full-time PE teachers and they co- they uh, teach across or coach across all the different sports. Uh, every year uh, we employ four graduate um, sports interns. Um, and then what makes it really special is all these um, areas that I've just mentioned, like, you know, the four swimming coaches that are led by Helen, who's a former Olympian. Um, you know, we've got a full-time specialist cricket coach, a full-time specialist football coach, Joe Cooper, who, who looks after, you know, the girls and boys footballers. Um, we've got five full-time tennis staff that are led by Sarah Thomas, uh, a level five coach. Um, and then there's about 50 members in the common room that help teach all the teams and run the various activities. Um, but I should also mention the special links we have with Millfield. Um, and you know a lot of their staff come down to deliver areas like uh, squash, fencing, mod pen. Yeah. So and that's, again, going back to what you said earlier, the link between the two schools. Is that something that maybe wasn't as prevalent kind of when you were here in 2000? Would, would you get senior school staff coming over to teach sport? No, that's a, a massive change. And, and, and really that's been, it, it's been quite recent. I, I meet uh, Scott, the director of sport at the senior school most weeks, um, and he's really supportive. So if, if we've got any gaps in our staffing um, or if we get, like, can you remember Shun we had, you know, fantastic yeah, squash, squash player. Yeah. So basically his squash programme was delivered by the senior school squash staff. Um, yeah. So we just worked out timetables and, and they supported. And it's, it must be a lot easier for the pupils then, that transition to the senior school. If they know some of the staff that they've worked with already, it probably quite helps with that, doesn't it? I mean, it definitely helps. And there's some sports that work really closely together. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky with hockey that I have a great relationship with Reggie, the director of hockey. So he comes and supports various different national competitions that we have uh, running. Um, swimming, great relationships. Some of our students went out to Turkey to help train and prepare for national competitions, etc. Uh, the rugby guys work very closely together. Cricket, so all these sports work closely together. Um, and can you mention a bit about the facilities on offer? So we've got we've got the equestrian centre, yeah. the, the actual sports pavilion itself kind of stand out, if you could talk a bit about yeah. um I mean, we're, we're lucky to have amazing sports pitches. Um, so Wednesdays and Saturday afternoons, pretty much every field you can see is buzzing with cricket matches going on. Uh, we've got a 25-metre pool, a 50-metre tartan track, uh, two sports halls, four squash courts, a very high-quality uh, Astro hockey pitch, a dedicated equestrian centre with arenas and a nine-hole golf course. But we're also lucky that we can get access to the senior school facilities whenever we need them. Yeah, and and do you, we've flown the drone over the kind of the sports field a few times. And if you, if you don't know Millfield or Millfield Prep, but kind of when you come here and you see it for the first time, it does kind of take you away how much is on offer yeah, and how amazing. many facilities yes. we have yeah it's amazing is that something that is it, has it changed a lot from when you first started is there buildings that yeah definitely i mean the, the sports hall's new um yeah. we actually the you know the far sports fields the habit that used to be farmer's land that we bought probably about 15 16 years ago oh, yeah. um the, the where the uh, sports pavilion is that used to be a wooden shed that would hand out the hockey sticks for you know to, for, for the students <laughs> so um yeah there's been huge changes so all sorts of changes yeah um so 
we've got facilities. You mentioned how many sports there are. So for pupils, kind of individually, what what opportunities do they have to get involved, both kind of in and out of the in the in the curriculum? Everybody will have a, a PE lesson, so they do something like fencing, swimming, uh, gymnastics, and then the core sports of the term. But then on top of that, there's a massive clubs list of around about probably 100 clubs that the children can choose from. So everybody will end up with pretty much an individual programme, almost tailored for themselves. And and you mentioned that you read uh, physical education at university. Did you did you say about the benefits of sport for kind of young um, younger yes, people? Yes, I, I did a, a long time ago now. I did a, uh, a research degree at uh, Bristol University looking at the benefits of sport for young people. Um, it was a sociological study, but it's um, it's helped me here because I've realised um, that sport can really help young people develop, and um, and really just by getting people involved, feeling part of the school, you can you can see them thriving. There's there's a lot of people say kind of that that camaraderie and the teamwork that you get from being in a team sport helps you later in life when you so if you get move into a career when you've got to work with people it helps yeah, definitely stuff like that. Is that something you? I know, obviously, we've you don't see kids in jobs, but is that something you notice the pupils kind of when they're better with friends after they play sport and yeah, help them socialise? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And I, and I should also mention that the philosophy that we use here is has been taken really from the senior school, um, but we don't believe that it's a good idea at this age to specialise in one sport. So occasionally you'll get children that maybe are their national level tennis players or national level uh, swimmers, but they'd still be encouraged to play in team sports, whether it be you know football, rugby, netball. So they get that socialising, feeling part of a team, just and more importantly, just having fun. Yeah, well, I'm go- I'm going to praise you here. So so recently at the Brilliance Dinner that Millfield held, um, James Hildreth, one of the one of the winners of the Old Millfieldian of the Year, he mentioned you in his speech, and he said and he said that one of the main reasons he got into cricket was because um, you coached him hockey and a lot of a lot of the skills that he learned in hockey were transferable to to kind of him playing cricket and ended up playing for Somerset. Is that is that quite quite nice for you to see someone that you taught hockey to to then go and have a, a career in something completely different? Um, I mean to be honest it happens a lot. Um, I mean Hildy for me would be probably one of our strongest ever hockey players. Um, and and he came to the school probably mainly a tennis player. And then you've got somebody like Chris Robshaw, who ended up captaining England at rugby when he was here. He was an outstanding hockey player as well. So the transfer in skills is very, very common. Is that is that why you're keen to... So people don't specialise in one sport. They might be really keen on one sport and be yeah. on the swimming programme, for example. But you yeah. want to try and make sure they're involved in everything. Yes, def- is that definitely. Is that something the school the swimmers often um, have such a fantastic aerobic fitness base. They're, they're brilliant at other sports as well. They're often, you know, become very strong. Um, I'm sure you've noticed pretty much every morning, Sarah's got all the uh, seven, eight-year-olds out hitting tennis balls for half an hour before school. And that hand-eye coordination just massively helps all the other sports. So she she's quite uh, aware that probably the work she's doing is helping uh, develop cricket players and hockey players and netballers just as much as growing her own sport. And and what uh, sports scholarships are on offer at Millfield Prep? Um, so you can get a sports scholarship in pretty much any of the sports that we offer. Um, we have a day in January and typically we'll have around about 60 to 70 pupils that we assess. It's, it's not a threatening day, it's a good fun day. 
we're very aware that we're trying to sell the school to the pupils and the parents just as much as them coming to have a look at us. Yeah. And and so for people that are kind of aspiring athletes and, and they're kind of dedicated, a bit more serious, what can a general week or day look like for them at, at Milford Prep? Um, like I mentioned earlier, we're very keen that um, even the top level national sports players do do other sports. So they would have a variety. Uh, there is a bit of uh, support backup. So some of the children have uh, strength and conditioning sessions. There's a physio that we can get access to. Um, but it's important to remember that our vision really is to look long term. We're much more interested in where people are at the age of 18 and 19 than, than short term success at this age. And sorry, I'm just going to go back to this as well, because I remember recently um, I updated the sports board, which basically has the heads of each sport um, and updated the photos. And a lot of the photos, uh, although they were taken recently, were the same people. So you've got kind of people like Denise, Chantel that have been at the school. Yeah. How important is it for you to have a team that kind of you know how, how they work and you can trust them? Um, and have you seen the benefits of that in teaching as well? I, th- I think what's really nice is um, that the team work well together. So we all meet once a week as a team. Um, so it does mean that if we get a clash and one of the students is wanted to play in a rugby game and a football match, there'll be a sensible discussion. And it will also be pupil-focused, so we'll do what's best for the pupil rather than trying to force them to do something just because we're trying to win a particular competition or a title. Um, and so hopefully that everybody works together and they support each other. Um, so yeah, so yeah. it's a good good department. And what kind of events are coming up that you're that you're looking forward to? Is there anything in the calendar? I know we're heavily into the academic year. Maybe anything that stood out so far or what's coming up? Um, the key events. My favourite events probably would be the rock and pop concert <laughs> and the uh, the, the inter house uh, singing competition. Okay. Um, but uh, from the sports perspective, the swimming gala is always hugely impressive um, yeah. because it just it's a chance for our swimmers to showcase their skills, and it really is impressive. Um, the senior athletic sports day is good fun. Um, so there are a number of these whole school events. Another great one is the uh, the first Wednesday in September when we've got all the, the new students. We have the fun run, uh, and yeah. it just brings the whole school together. It's really good, fun. great you know great start to the term. We've even seen. Um... Dan Thornburn, the head, had had to go in the run as well. Yeah, and a lot of other yeah, stuff. no, he he went well. I thought he had his handbrake on around <laughs> the top corner, but no, it was good fun. Um, and are there any kind of successes or individual pupils that you're particularly proud of? I know you mentioned James Hildreth. Well, I mentioned James earlier. Is there any kind of other success stories that you're particularly proud of? Um, I'd I'd probably turn that round a bit. Mm. I'm quite conscious that in my time here, there's at least three boys that I could I could name that have played B team, uh, hockey that have gone on to be hockey internationals. Oh, wow. So I'm really keen to ensure that everybody gets great coaching, great opportunities because they all develop at different stages. Yeah. Um. So it's brilliant. We've got you know numerous, uh, alumni that are Olympians, internationals, and professionals. Um, but probably our department say the greatest success is that everybody in the school matters. Everybody gets a chance to play regular fixtures if they want to. Yeah. And that could, do you know those three, the three people that played B-team hockey? Uh, well, I ought to mention Josh Smith. So he, he was very upset when he didn't come to the Hockey Nationals. Uh, he ended up being an England junior, still plays National League at Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, Rufus McNaught Barrington. He played... He ended up playing for Wales up front, good you know, goal scorer, so he played a bit of B-team sport. And then the other chap would be Fraser Henderson, 
and so again he he played in the first team but missed out on some of the seven aside competitions mm. he went on to be a scottish international and has just been appointed as um head hockey coach down at sherborne school so you know we need to look after these guys because there's some there's some real talent down there in the lower teams and is that something that you're you're really keen on and as well as coaching people of this age kids of this age is that they might not grow until they're a certain age or they'll they'll develop yeah. at different times so it's keen to just yeah do your basics and kind of do them well yeah no definitely i mean we're we're very conscious that you know children that are born in september october are almost a year older than the rest yeah. of their contemporaries um, and also a lot of our children have come from a you know a very privileged and have a lot of sport at a young age and so you know we just need to give the other guys a chance to catch up and uh and thrive as well because there's you know like i said a huge breadth of talent so i know um we're talking about kind of everyone like getting the same opportunity is really important but i'm gonna i'm just gonna pick this particular question um so an all-star hockey team why don't we go we'll go we'll go six hockey players it can be it can be former pupils staff teammates Uh, that you've played with if you had to if you had to pin down a team who would you um, pick so probably this is that's a very tricky one. So I'd have to pick Simon Mantel. He's a double Olympian. Yeah. Um, and these would just be students that have played hockey during my time here. And then in goal, Nick Brothers, who played for GB. He was unlucky to miss out in the uh, the London Games. Um, but then other in- senior internationals or GB players would include Rufus McNaught-Barrington, Nick Page, Ed Haller. And then more recently, we're really excited about Stu Rushmere. So uh, he yeah. played in the Commonwealth Games great chance to go to the next Olympics um, and in terms of the girls I should mention Sarah Page and Imogen Robertson they both played full GB while they're still at the senior school so you know they were seriously talented but you know the, the stories I like are the ones about James Hildreth and Chris Robshaw and those characters that were fantastic hockey players that actually went on to be professionals and internationals elsewhere so you could you could have a team of of mixed of, of all different sports. You've got England rugby internationals. Now in we there do as well. we do actually when we have the old boys back. You know we have people like I don't know if you know Charlie Hartley who played cricket uh, for Kent. He comes back and plays in the old boy hockey. Uh, Max Waller, ex Somerset pro, yeah. he comes and plays. He's good good right striker. <laughs> no, it's it's good that kind of and these people stay in touch with Millfield yeah, as well. because right, yeah. it's it is a community and it's the people that have gone to the school. Yeah. remember where they the roots and stuff like that yeah. which is great um so if you had to choose one particular highlight from your time at millfield prep so far if you could put it down to kind of one moment what what would you pick i know it sounds a bit corny but teaching at millfield means every day is a highlight yeah. um uh, i've had some amazing days and great trips out at national finals across multiple sports probably too too numerous to mention it's just it's it's a crazy job. I mean, the other day I took some golfers up to Sunningdale, um, but uh, probably special memories for me would be a cricket tour out to Cape Town. I've had a couple of rugby trips to Dubai, numerous hockey tours to Holland. So they they've got you know very fond memories of those trips. And and those trips, just while while we're talking about it, do, do you see the benefits that pupils get as well when they go to kind of different countries and different kind of communities and they see what yes. that's like. Yeah, no, it, they, they do. They have a fantastic time. And it's 
I'm embarrassed to say that um, I'm old enough so that I've actually um, got a, a, some of the children that came on those tours, their parents here now, and they keep appearing with some photos of us <laughs> on these trips all those years ago. So, oh, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to dig and find some of them. <laughs> no, hopefully not. Um, and just a final question for the podcast. So every time we get someone on, we, we say, can you describe Millfield in three kind of main takeaways? What, what would yours be? Um, so mine probably be sport at Millfield, despite our uh, reputation, probably involves everybody. It uh, really is inclusive, um, and we really do have an inspiring breadth of opportunity. Um, I think it's I'd be keen to get the message across that all sports and individuals are, val- are valued, whether it's playing rugby up at Roslyn Park or climbing in the Bristol Bouldering League or fencing at the Ajax. But ev- everybody matters. And finally, I think the quality of the coaching and the opportunities to participate are just un- unbelievable. Yeah. So we've got, well, I've, so I've got inclusivity, yeah. kind of opportunity and, and the quality. Yes. Got yeah, three main takeaways. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Thanks. Man. Um, well, thank you for joining us today, Joe. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope the listeners have enjoyed this episode of the Millfield Way podcast. Goodbye.